0: Coming right up, a special edition of Straight Talk, a Long Beach Water Update. Our guests tonight, Kevin Wadier, General Manager of Long Beach Water, and Anatole Faligan, Deputy General Manager of Business, as we continue our 20th anniversary year. Closed captioning provided by Scan Health Plan. Art Levine. Good evening and welcome to Straight Talk. We have a great show for you tonight focused on water. Mark Twain once said, Whiskey's for drinking, water's for fighting. And we're here (laughs) with the general manager of the Long Beach Water Department. Kevin Watier, welcome.
1: Thanks, thanks, Art. Nice to be here again. Water
0: is a very precious resource, and a lot of people don't realize it until there's a shortage.
1: Yeah, well, we had a shortage a few years ago, and so uh, you know we're always worrying about that and making sure we do the best we can to prevent them.
0: Kevin has been the general manager and with Long Beach Water for 11 years, and we're taping the show on June 1st. This is actually your 11th anniversary. Congratulations.
1: Thank you. It's been a great run.
0: So give us an update on where we stand with water supply.
1: Well, yeah, I was thinking about our, you know, looking back five years. We had a drought, 2007 to nine was really dry here in California. Then 2010 was kind of just a normal year. 2011 was a great year, one of the wettest years in California and in the Rocky Mountains where we get some of our water from. And so we went into this last winter in pretty good shape. And then this last winter was a very strange year. It started off kind of okay, and then it turned really dry through the main part of the winter. And then we had a really, really great spring. Particularly in Northern California, so we're in pretty good shape right now. Everything, the reservoirs in, in Northern California are in really, really good shape. Colorado River is not quite as good, but everything's in pretty good shape right now.
0: Just to get back to basics for those that are not water experts, we get our water from from the snowmelt from the mountains. Right and we get it from the Colorado River, we're entitled to a certain amount, Uh, and we have our own underground uh, storage areas, and then we also buy water from the Metropolitan Water District.
1: Right, so we get about 60% of our water from our local aquifer, which mainly is replenished from the local watersheds here, and then we buy the rest from MWD, which brings it in from both the Rocky Mountains from the Colorado River and from Northern California.
0: And when we take it from our underground aquifers, which Long Beach is very lucky to have, Uh, it's very cost-effective versus buying water.
1: Exactly, that's our cheapest supply. So we baseload that. We maximize that. There's it's a it's a adjudicated right, so we get a, a, a certain allocation every year. So we max that out, and then we only buy as much as we need to from from
0: MWD. And supply is one side of the equation. Uh, demand is the other, and I know you guys were pioneers with your conservation efforts back in 2007 right. when we were facing the shortages. Uh, Long Beach really led the way in enacting uh, uh, regulations to limit uh, demand.
1: Yeah, we stepped out. We were the first one here in California when the drought came, and it was actually a combination of a drought and some environmental rules that restricted the water from the n- northern California. And we stepped out, and we put in those mandatory restrictions in 2007.
0: And we had a great response here in Long Beach. Yeah, remember, you could yeah. only water your lawns on certain days, exactly. and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. it's ironic—you're in the business of selling water, and yet you're trying to limit uh, the amount that you sell.
1: Well, you know, one of the things of the reasons most water agencies are public agencies is because that's—you know—you're right. Our business is to manage a very critical uh, resource. It's very uh, protected in California. So yeah, we're always. Uh, doing both things, trying to sell it and trying to conserve it at the same time.
0: I know one of the really effective uh, programs that you installed was this lawn to garden program. Uh, tell us a little bit
1: about yeah, that. Yeah, we're really pleased with that program. You know, again, the basis for our program is is that, you know, as, I think as a state we've done a great job on interior conservation and the really big opportunity is landscape. Fifty to seventy percent of your uh, water use at a typical family home is outside on the grass. So that's the opportunity. So. Uh, a couple of years ago now, we started paying our homeowners uh, up to $2.50 a square foot to tear out their grass and put in these California beautiful, friendly landscapes, and we've already had 600 of our customers
0: actually do wow. that now. And uh, this is a plug to do that. Uh, it, it's really pretty, uh, and you, uh, grass takes a lot more water than the drought-tolerant California landscaping that you uh, are suggesting. And you can give, what, up to $2,500 per homeowner that qualifies? Right,
1: up to $2.50 a square foot for up to 1,000 square feet, which is pretty much a typical front yard here in Long Beach. We'll do it for
0: for $2,500. So you get get a subsidy, and you're doing your job to protect the environment and reduce— uh, the demand for water, all, all, all <clears throat> on the same package.
1: Exactly. So we actually had a garden tour uh, a few weeks ago in May, and we had about 2,500 people from all over Long Beach come and, and look at That is things. amazing.
0: Yeah. Uh, people are really into this environmental thing, including right. uh, uh, reusable bags at supermarkets. Right. So we're biking in the city. We're becoming an increasingly well-known bike-friendly city, so people are are getting into the swing of things.
1: Yeah, Long Beach has a real environmental ethic, and we're real proud of the the way they've taken to the water conservation ethic as well.
0: You know, coming from New York City uh, and totally unaware of the huge infrastructure that allows you to turn on the water in the bathroom and Mm -hmm. and get water, uh, I've become a lot more aware of it out here, but it's a huge infrastructure that backs up the ability to have water when you need it, where you need it.
1: Oh, when you think about the infrastructure here in the West, I mean, if you think about the Metropolitan Water District system, they basically move water all the way from Northern California, you know, up into the Rocky Mountains, and we're all part of that. You know, you can yeah. back water into Lake Mead, and the things that we do here in the in the western U.S. with water are just amazing.
0: Well, uh, uh, water is uh, is an increasingly scarce commodity, is, and, and it's important that we conserve it, and uh, 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 In the next segment, we'll be talking about rates, but it's a favorable picture in Long Beach, too. Yeah, we're proud of our rates as well. Okay. Okay, we'll be back with more of our show after these messages. Supported
2: by Edison International.
3: in today's world everything's connected from the workplaces that support us to the homes that welcome us to the trees and wildlife habitats that remind us how important our environment is when a bird lands on a branch and in the midst of a busy day we stop to watch it makes us realize we're all in the same boat the port of long beach welcomes this world with open arms an environmental policy that's second to none and a commitment to shaping a vibrant community the port of long beach thinking outside the docks
0: Welcome back. Continue our Long Beach Water special, joined now by Anatole Faligan, who's the Deputy General Manager of Business for Long Beach Water. Welcome, Anatole. Thank you very much. I understand rates have uh, looked good from the consumer standpoint.
3: Yes, they do. Long Beach is in a position, again, to say that we have some of the lowest rates in the state for the large cities here in California. And recently, there was a survey done of the largest cities in the country. Long Beach is in the top 50 when it comes to water rates, we're one of the lowest amongst the top ten in the nation for low water rates and sewer rates.
0: So among the 50 largest cities in America, we're ninth lowest in water rates. And among the largest cities in the state of California, we are the lowest. Absolutely. And what do we attribute that to?
3: Well, trying to manage a precious resource like this calls for some prudent budget management. And we're in the budget process right now. And we're wrapping up uh, this part of the year where we recommend to our board the coming year's budget. We crunch the numbers and it looks like, again, we can absorb our costs, increases that we're facing, and we recommended to our our board that we can go for another year of no rate increase. That's the recommendation we've made
0: to them. That's great. And just for the record, uh, the water department has a, a board of water commissioners. That uh, set the policy, including rates. That's right. And Frank Clark is the president of that board, and uh, we're taping the show on June 1st. The board will be meeting uh, on June 21st. So uh, by the time this airs, you will know uh, whether the board accepted the staff's recommendations, which I think is more than likely. We think they will. Okay. Uh, what are the, some of the things that drive costs? Uh, obviously, this, uh, the cost to you of buying water is one of the things.
3: Yes, like you heard, groundwater is our cheapest resource, but we can't meet all of our demands through groundwater. So we have to do the extra part and buy imported water, which is pretty expensive. Sometimes in our budget, we can find that imported water can take up about 25% of our entire budget just simply purchasing that water. Wow. That's why we try to conserve and drive those costs down too.
0: So conservation. Is an important element with regard to to rates, in a sense.
3: It is because, to the extent that you conserve, it allows us to conserve that most expensive part of our budget, which is the imported water.
0: That's the last thing you you start with the groundwater and you yep. build other things, and the very last water that you have to buy for the guy or gal that leaves the water on the shower <laughs> or something, that's the most expensive water. So you want to eliminate that
3: as much as we can. That's right. Although that cost still goes up because of MET's price increase. Do
0: you charge your users based on different tiers on their usage? Yes, we have what we call a conservation-oriented
3: rate structure, which is one of the critical things for agencies in the state of California. So we have three tiers, and the more you use, the more expensive it gets.
0: And that seems fair. So your your base allocation is the lowest rate, and then you add on to it, it becomes more expensive. That's so, right. Yeah. Well, you've been with the agency now for five years, Anatole. Uh, what's What's your impressions uh, of, uh, of this agency?
3: I think one of the most amazing things about the Long Beach Water Department is how progressive an agency it is, not only in the state, but people need to understand how progressive it is across the country as well. Things like that rate structure you talked about, being the leader in conservation and trying to push that so that people actually change the way they use water. It really is progressive and you have to step out of Long Beach and listen to other people talk about it and you suddenly realize what a great
0: place Long Beach is. And until you don't have it, again, you, people can take it for granted. But but Southern California is, is really desert. And without these massive aquifers and uh, aqueducts bringing water, there, there would be no LA.
3: Yeah, it's a interesting place where we live and we depend on aqueducts. But conservation and the conservation that we've done in Long Beach mm-hmm. proves out that we can live very well in California managing this precious resource.
0: Now, you went to Stanford. Uh, did you study water when you were in college? I did.
3: Water was the one thing that I seemed to understand better than some of those <laughs> under engineering topics.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so having uh, uh, quality staff members, Kevin, like like Anatol, is uh, certainly an Oh, uh, nice we have too. a
1: great staff. We we really are very fortunate. We've been. How many people work
0: people. at Long Beach? We have War. about
1: 220 total employees, wow. and we do the you know we do the sewers tour. That's a smaller part, but about. Twenty twenty-five percent of our staff is on the sewer side, about 75% is the water
0: department. What prompted you to get into water professionally?
1: Well, like I
3: said, you know, you go to school and you see all these different topics and you try to see which one maybe that you truly understand because yeah. it's engineering and water was something that I connected to all along. I started in flood control and then moved on into water supply when I came to California and started working for the Metropolitan Water District.
0: And then you went on, you got an MBA at Irvine.
3: Yes, because I needed to understand other aspects, because if not, I didn't know that just engineering alone was going to do it for me.
0: So water is really very complicated, even though it, it's, a, it's a, obviously a basic commodity and element, but uh, it is a complicated uh, a supply chain and, yes. and sourcing.
3: just talking about water can take you into all kinds of areas, whether it's economics, whether it's law. Uh, and then the typical things that we think about in terms of getting the water to the faucet so the engineering side too.
0: And like with most subjects there's a right way to do things and a wrong way and it, it, it becomes very economically beneficial to do things the right way as Long Beach water is doing.
3: That's right I think if you read the newspapers day in day out over the past few years you hear things about giant rate increases all across the state and I can't speak for those agencies but those could be examples of where if you're not careful you wind up in places you don't really want to be.
0: So here's the takeaway from this segment. Long Beach has the lowest rates of any of the large cities in the state of California and has the ninth lowest rates of the 50 largest cities in America. Well done. Thank you. And thank you for joining us. And we'll be back with more of our show after these messages. Welcome back, continuing our conversation with Kevin White General Manager of Long Beach Water. And, uh, Kevin, I know you take a lot of pride in your infrastructure here. Mm -hmm. Tell us about that and why it's so important.
1: Well, you know, the underground infrastructure often gets uh, forgotten, you know, and, of course, out of sight, out of mind. mind And and I'm real proud, and and this has really been the uh, tradition or history of the Long Beach Water Department long before I was here, was to not do that, to take good care of it, to make sure that, you know, I always... Uh, remember the old Fram oil filter commercial? You can pay me now or pay me yeah, later. You know, yeah, if you yeah. if you ignore that old infrastructure and it starts to break, it costs you know many many more times t- to fix it after it breaks. So we have a very progressive infrastructure program on both our water system and our sewer system. We're spending a lot of money every year, um, but as Anatole talked about, our rates are very competitive. But we're spending a lot of money every year, rehabilitating those old water lines. You know, we've had some old lines that are as much as 100 years old. We've been replacing those. And we're really, really proud. It's going very well. Our main breaks, which is our main metric that we use to to see how we're do, doing, is down by 75 or 80 percent from what it was 15 or 20 years oh, ago. So it. we're just progressively. It's like painting the Golden Gate Bridge. You just it never stops, but it's really and that's really
0: great positive. because a lot of cities, uh, with regard to infrastructure, let roads deteriorate, other things, and then it is pay me later because accidents happen and problems occur. And it, it, it's kind of tempting to to take the money out of maintenance and, and capital uh, maintenance and put it somewhere else, but it's it's it, a big cost. It's a
1: it's a big part of our budget every year. On again, is to to fix those old water lines, fix those old sewer lines, and make
0: sure that we don't do that. And let's just touch briefly on the groundwater storage. Okay. We talked about it earlier. But Long Beach is blessed by having a lot of aquifers.
1: Yeah, we underlie one of the largest uh, groundwater aquifers of any urban area in California. There's big ones, you know, in in rural areas. But as far as urban area, we underlie, we're very fortunate that we overlie what's called the Central Groundwater Basin, which runs from Long Beach up to the San Gabriel Mountains or San Gabriel Basin. And um, so we get about 60 percent of our water from that aquifer. And, um, you know, what happened was after World War II, everybody was pumping like crazy. And so so they came in and did what they call adjudicate or a court order was placed that limited each city's uh, extraction, how much you could take out of it every year. But one of the things that wasn't done back then was to um, set forth a set of rules as to manage the, the vacant storage down there. There's a huge reservoir down there that could be used better to store water in wet years so we can use it in dry years, and that was overlooked back and in. That's the 60s. being litigated now, so, and uh, yeah. So we're in court now, trying to set up the set of rules so that we can manage it better as a reservoir. And
0: one consultant said, if we can resolve this and set up rules, it could be a, a savings of up to a billion dollars over 20 years by using these aquifers. It's a
1: huge opportunity yeah. and it's, a, it's environmentally responsible too because there's really no, no negative impacts of using it better.
0: Well you grew up in South Dakota, not much desert there. Uh, <laughs> what got you turned on to water?
1: Well, uh, you know I was always interested in math and science and I, I couldn't decide which way to go. It was kind of a choice between being an engineer or a, a doctor and I went into engineering and then as soon as I got into engineering I immediately figured out that because I really liked Science, you know, chemistry and physics yes. and, and math. I gravitated right away to the environmental water part of the engineering field.
0: And then you came out to California, and I know you worked for the Metropolitan Water District, the the granddaddy down here for for over ten years, About
1: almost fourteen years there, and then I've been here, at Long Beach, for eleven, and I worked for a couple of consulting firms in between.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, it it must be uh, uh, exciting to to go to work each day and face the challenges that you do. And, and find ways to keep the rates down and to uh, uh, keep the infrastructure secure
1: yeah it 's always fun i mean, I really enjoy it. I enjoy going to work every day it 's it 's an exciting place you know again uh, it 's a culture that 's unique. I mean I think I r- really enjoy the culture it 's a culture of investing we don 't have much debt at all. we always like to pay for things out of current revenue, so we 're not incurring a bunch of debt so it 's a it 's a great place to work
0: This is just a personal observation, but uh, uh, as we said earlier, Long Beach Water is recognized throughout the country and the water community is one of the top agencies uh, in America. Uh, but I've also noticed that other agencies that are supervised by a commission as opposed to our political folks seem to, to run very well. And I would include uh, Long Beach Water, of course, uh, Long Beach Transit, another sure. local agency run by... A separate commission run very well and of course the the port of long beach right and maybe it's an accident or maybe not but uh... it's it's nice to have uh... uh the policy makers in a sense insulated from politics to be able to make rational decisions
1: well the city charter was actually amended in nineteen thirty one specifically because of what you said the the city decided they wanted a water department that was separate from all the other politics and they they mm-hmm. carved it
0: out just that way so there's no Fighting or shooting over water in town, <laughs> Mark 26. Well, you've been, this is the 11th anniversary, literally, today yeah. uh, of your tenure here. And uh, uh, what do you look forward to in the future?
1: Well, you know, when I look back, I'm really proud of what we did in conservation. I, I think we're the leader in the California and the country in conservation. And I think with what we're doing with Lawn to Garden, we're going to continue to push that envelope. And, I, and I'm really excited about that. Um, you know, we spent a lot of time working on seawater desal, that turned out to be still too expensive, but we did a great job looking at that. And then there's a groundwater thing, this is a huge opportunity, yeah. uh, you know, one of my goals is to get that yeah. done. I mean, yeah. we're sitting on a tremendous opportunity a gold here, mine, literally. literally a gold mine yeah. to be able to use that aquifer more yeah. efficiently for the benefit of our customers and it's certainly something I want to see that, that thing get uh, fixed, that we've got the the rules in place so we can really use nice. that aquifer as much as possible.
0: Nice. Okay, we'll be back with the rest of our show after these messages. Founded in
2: 1976, Polly's Gourmet Coffee is Southern California's most complete gourmet coffee store. Polly's has the best tasting coffee freshly roasted every day right in the store. Plus a wide selection of teas, an in-house bakery, espresso bar, patio dining, and more. We also offer Wi-Fi, free Internet access for all of our customers. Our nationwide clientele agree, when it comes to coffee, there's only one name to remember. Polly's, 4606 East 2nd Street, welcoming you into Belmont Shore.
3: of those who are closest to you from our family to yours mccarty's jewelry since 1932
2: how do you like your chances the rest of the week? i got
1: no idea but i do know that if we stay with naples rib company at least we won't go hungry coach what do you think about some of those questionable calls tonight oh, yeah but if you want a sound call i'd call naples rib company you can't miss on that call
2: then naples rib company is part of your game plan
1: there really is nothing more motivating than a great barbecue meal at Naples Rib
0: Company.
2: Victory or not, Naples Rib Company, great game plan.
0: Long Beach is very fortunate, in my judgment, to have a first-class water department run by Kevin and his first-rate staff. We're the beneficiaries of a secure supply, lower rates, and uh, my hat's off to Kevin, to you and your staff. Thank 30 you, seconds to... Say whatever you'd like.
1: Well, you know, Art, it's interesting. When you look at the options that we have as a water department to provide a reliable, environmentally responsible, cost-effective supply to our customers, there's really no, it's not even close. Our conservation, from the eyes of uh, the perspective of our customers, is the best thing for us to do. So we've got a great lawn to garden program. We're, We're real excited about it. Um, and so I would just encourage all of our customers take a look at that program and, and please come in and take our money and, and let's make Long Beach the leader okay. in conservation. Take their
0: money, get a nice garden, uh, help with the in conservation and uh, be a good citizen. So thank you all for joining us. Thank you, Kevin. Thank you. Anatole, thank you for being with us and please join us next week for the next edition of Straight Talk. Good night, everyone. Straight Talk has been brought to you by Southern California Edison, the Press-Telegram, And remember, Straight Talk is viewable worldwide 24-7 at straighttalktv.com.
2: Since 1921, the Long Beach Lions Club have been crusading to help the vision health of every person by providing care and supplies to eye clinics all over Long Beach, including the American Red Cross in times of crisis. Become a Long Beach Lion and make a difference every day in our community. For more information on how you can help, contact the Long Beach Lions Club today.